Good day, everyone. This is Matt with the Cup of Freedom. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Today is a day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in it. Today is Tuesday, February 15th, 2022. Uh, a beautiful day here in Texas. I got my cup of coffee and I'm ready to share with you today. I hope you're enjoying a cup wherever you are listening from. And we, at this podcast, we celebrate all things freedom in Christ and how we can live that out in our every day lives. And we go deep. We go deep with these conversations of freedom because we want you, the listener, to experience this freedom that is available through Christ. He has already set us free. He said that. But now can we choose to live from the freedom that he has already provided? And so we've been talking about this last uh, few episodes about Christ now being our source. So much of the time that we're going toward what we think we're supposed to do to live this life, to live the Christian life, to get freedom from addictions, whatever it may be. And so we come up with all kinds of of sources to go to, uh, which the Bible calls the flesh, not our body, not the skin on our body, but the flesh. Okay, It's any type of resource or coping mechanism that we go to to get life apart from what we already have in Christ. And so Scripture clearly tells us that He is now our life. He is now our source. I am the way, the truth, and the life, right? So we can choose to trust Him with being our source. And so we've been kind of going through this this process of talking about how how the self-sufficient flesh life, which can look in all kinds of different forms. Sure, we can see the negative uh, flesh of going to pornography and things like that, but it can also look like going to the religious self-help, self-reliant, self-whatever approaches that we can go to, to to get whatever we think we want out of life. Okay, and those are all uh, those are all fleshly ways of walking as well. I want to make sure I say something clear as well. Just because you choose or I choose. To walk after the flesh doesn't mean that Christ is disappointed with me, doesn't mean that his love is being withheld, doesn't believe that he's ashamed of me. No, there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ. And I've said this before on the podcast, I'm I'm in Christ, but I may not always be choosing to walk by the Spirit. There's two ways to walk. I'm in Christ, but I can walk after the flesh. I can walk by the Spirit. Okay? Two ways to walk but I'm still in Christ. So we have to know that even though I've chosen to maybe go the self-sufficient fleshly way, that doesn't mean that my identity is that. That doesn't mean that that God is shaming me for that. No, he's continually wooing me back and drawing me back and inviting me back to walk by the Spirit. Here's who you really are, Matt. Here's who you really are. Here's how free you actually are. So now let's Let's enjoy this. So that's where we're going with this. And I want to make sure I clarify that up front, because if you've chosen to go the self-sufficient way, which we all have at times and we still do, uh, then then we can begin to think, well, that's just who I am. That And God's ashamed of me. I look at what I've done. I've tried to live out of my own ways. No, it's actually one of the ways that God uses not to shame us, not to condemn us, but to woo us back, to invite us back and say, okay, you've tried that. You've tried these fleshly self-sufficient things. Now here it is. Here, here I am. I'm revealing truth to you, and I'm inviting you to walk in this truth. So that's where we've been going with this. That's what we want to accomplish with these messages. And of course, use God's word 
to do that. So today I want to kind of expand this out and really go to something that you've probably all heard, especially if you've been around the church any length of time, especially if you've been around the church for, I would say, probably 15 to 20 years or longer. Okay, I can remember this statement. It's, 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 we're going to unpack this statement that we've heard today that I probably at one point believe this was true, but this kind of goes into the self-sufficiency. And here's the phrase, okay, God won't give you more than what you can bear. God won't give, some variation of that. God, God won't give you more than what you can handle. God won't give you more than what you can bear. God more, won't give you more than what you can put up with or whatever, Okay. So what is the what is where does this come from? Number one, it comes from a scripture that's taken out of context, and we're gonna, there is no scripture, by the way, that says that. There is absolutely no scripture that says that that God won't give you more than what you can bear. There's no it's it's what's happened, I believe, is there's been one or two particular scriptures. I'm going to share one of them that I believe that this has been taken from and skewed, and then then people start saying it and saying it over and over again and write books about it and preach about it. And then, and then we kind of, okay, we just accept it, we believe it. Well, is it true? So the Spirit of God is the truth, <clears throat> and He is looking to set us free. So let's, let's, let's talk about this today, because the bottom line is the self-sufficient fleshly life is going our own way, is going after what we think we're supposed to go to in order to get life from. So here's, here's where I want, so let's just look at this phrase, God won't give me more than I can bear. Okay, number one, that is uh, that is not true. It's not scriptural, and it's not it's not based on anything of what God says. Okay, now here's where some arguments are going to come in, and some people will disagree with me because some people will say, "Okay, well, God God's the one that's actually putting all this burden on us. He's putting this on us, uh, and so he he will actually do that." Okay. I don't, I don't use the word will. What I usually use is the word allow. So here's what I've grown to know, and I didn't know this probably 10 plus years ago, is because now I believe that God is loving me perfectly in every moment of every day. He's loving me perfectly, He's liking me perfectly, and He's delighting in me perfectly. Then when circumstantial things happen, circumstantial burdens happen in my life, I no longer see that as God bringing that to me or putting that on me or, okay, let me see what I can throw onto Matt today. What burden can I come up with today? No, I use the word allow. There are circumstantial things. There are things in this life that I believe God allows, and he also allows the free will of choice, right, that we get to choose. Uh, But there are things that he will allow But because I know that he's loving me perfectly and he's delighting in me and enjoying me right now, he's not doing this to crush me or to break me or to any of those kind of things, to condemn me, any of that. No. What he's doing is if he's allowing circumstantial things to come into my life, I now trust that he's doing it, as Romans 8.28 will say, he's doing it for my good. That circumstance may not be good, but he's doing because he's good and he's loving me perfectly. Then I can trust him that whatever's happening is is happening for my good, even though the circumstance is not good. Does that make sense? So, so the burden is absolute. The burden itself, the fleshly burden, 
is absolutely more than I can bear. And 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 let's 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 make this practical. If we're talking about a pornography addiction, that absolutely is more than I can bear. It's more than you can bear, and you know that if you've been involved with this in any kind of addiction or any kind of any kind of you know, addictive behaviors, you absolutely know it's more than you can handle because you've tried to handle it. And that's the whole point is you've tried to handle it. You've tried, you've gone to whatever you thought you were supposed to do in the self-sufficient fleshly way of living. And, and at some point you realize, you know what, I can't handle this. Now, God, God allows that. Okay. He's not bringing that on us. He's a lot. Here's the thing. He allows us the freedom to choose our way and to choose our path. You can go after the self-sufficient. You can go after all these tips and tricks and tools. Or we're invited to live from this deeper place. We're invited to live from this place that's the still small voice within, the spirit within that says, I'm your source. Trust me. So I don't believe that God's throwing this at us. Okay, it's Tuesday. I'm gonna, what, what, what curveball can I throw to Matt today? No, but we also have to remember that we live in a fallen world. We live in a broken world. Even though we have been set free from the power of sin, the power of sin still exists in the world. It's an influence coming at us, the temptation of the enemy, the temptation of culture, the temptation of the flesh, all of those self-sufficient ways are still coming at me, but Christ is in me. So at some point, I have a decision to to. to to be confronted with is all those influences are those more powerful than the self-sufficient life. They absolutely are. If I'm living out of my own self-sufficient way of dealing with those influencers, I'm going to be overwhelmed. I'm going to be burdened. It's going to be more than I can bear because I'm not supposed to bear it. Christ already bore everything on the cross and through his resurrection, and now I have his life in me. Or do I believe, that's the first choice, or do I believe that the power of Christ in me is greater to resist all those things? One of the ways I kind of like to see this is like, okay, the Spirit of God is in me, right? Fully, the full Holy Spirit is, of, of, of the Godhead is in me. And the flesh, because there's a scripture in Ephesians that talks about we aren't battling against flesh and blood, but the powers and principalities of this world. Okay, right? So here it is, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit in me, okay, which is not me. It's joined to my spirit, little s, spirit, but the Holy Spirit of God in me, which is not me, is battling against what? The flesh, not my skin, not my body, the flesh, which is coming at me, which is also not me. It's trying to work its way in through my soul and my body to express itself. But the spirit, which is in me, is battling the flesh. What's my responsibility? <laughs> if I start to battle the flesh, this is where the self-sufficiency comes in, right? If I start to battle the flesh and I try to take over from the spirit, then that's the self-sufficient life. I'm, and, I, and I'm going to lose every time. Christ has already won. He's already defeated all those things. So what I get to do actually is, here's where the rest and the freedom and the choosing gets to come in. I get to sit back and say, go God, go spirit, because you've already defeated the flesh. And I can choose, that's, that's an example of walking by the flesh. I choose to focus on Jesus, to focus on the spirit and not more practical ways of defeating the flesh, more practical ways of defeating pornography or whatever that may be. So, so I get a choice, but I still get a choice in that. But it's, it's the spirit that's, 
that's battling and it's already won the battle and it's the spirit that's battling the flesh. If I begin to take over, start to battle the flesh in my own ways and, and battle the addiction in my own ways, of course that burden's going to become heavier. So whether we say God puts it on it, no, God doesn't put it on us, I don't believe. God allows us to choose and we can choose the self-sufficient life and that burden will become heavier than what we can bear. But God is not putting that onto us. Okay, uh, it's it's a wooing, it's a trusting, it's a dependency of drawing us. Ultimately, when we discover, you know what? Yeah, I really can't bear this. I can't handle the flesh. I can't find freedom from this. But the Spirit has already set me free. So what am I going to focus on? Am I going to focus on still trying to battle the flesh? Or am I going to focus on the Spirit of God within me? And that's the walking by the Spirit. That's the daily choice that I'm invited to. And that's a place of rest and peace and calmness. It's not going to make a lot of noise in your life. The flesh and all that kind of stuff is going to make all kinds of noise. Okay? The culture, the world, the, the influence of the enemy going to make all kinds of noise. The Spirit of God says, you belong to me. You, I've set you free. Uh, and he doesn't say, I'm going to help you. Okay? He says, I am yours. I am your strength. I am your courage. I am your peace. I am your resource. I am your source. That's what he's going to say. He's not, he's not going to tell you uh, I'm going to help you go ahead and live this self-sufficient life. I'm going to help you try to defeat the flesh. No, he's going to say, I've already, I've got this, Matt. I've got this. Let me handle it. Okay, give me control. Submit it to me. Choose me. Choose to focus on me. And let me battle the flesh because then well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to battle the flesh on this side. And then on the other side, I'm going to remind you of who you are. I'm going to remind you of how free you are. I'm going to remind you of how complete you are in me and that you are the source. Now, here's where we get this verse, this verse uh, with this statement of God's go- God won't allow, uh, you know, th- th- this God won't allow you to have more than what you can bear, okay? This is, where, this is where I believe it comes from, and this is a verse I use all the time with, uh, with, with people that I'm ministering to, is 1 Corinthians uh, 10, 13. And this is, this is the verse. It says, No temptation has seized you, Except what is common to man, and God is faithful, He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. This verse is so rich, and Paul is Paul is speaking this verse, and he all this. Let me just say this real quick, and I, I noticed this when I was re- reading this. This comes on the heels of a verse just before that that says. So, if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. He's giving some warnings. He's giving some warnings, but also this is an encouragement. It's a warning and encu- warning doesn't mean a bad thing. Warning is actually can be an encouragement. If there's a storm coming my way and someone says, "Hey, get out of the way," that's a warning. It's a warning and an encouragement. It's a warning to get out of. There's a storm coming, and it's an encouragement that you know I need to get the heck out of here, right? So. Paul's giving us, he's, okay, be careful if you think you're standing firm. Be careful you don't fall. So this is where we can get caught up right in the self-sufficient fleshly life because sometimes it actually tells us that we're standing firm. And then we can actually believe that. And we're thinking, okay, I've, kinda, I've gotten some freedom in this. I've, you know, and we, so we start trusting in the recovery plan and we start trusting in some outside resource that is not... The life of Christ in us, and then oh, we had a slip up, and then it's like, and then we're back to square one. We feel defeated. 
Okay, this is again an example. So he's a, but then here's this verse, right? So you can see how it's been taken out of context. First of all, he says, "No temptation." And I've done a scripture, I've done a podcast on this this very verse about temptation. But I'm gonna, I want to reference this more, not necessarily about the temptation today, but about this, you know, God allowing more than what we can bear. He's this. No temptation has seized you except what, what is common to man. So I won't go into that. There's a whole lot in there. But then he says, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. See the word there. He's not saying, the, the word tempted is in there. Okay, he's not, it doesn't say, and God is faithful. He will not let you, uh, he will not let you, he will not give you more than what you can bear. No, he says, he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. I mean, if we, if we look at this, right? Like we can look at all kinds of examples in Scripture of Job and and just I mean there's all kinds of examples. I mean the temptation doesn't go away, but it doesn't say that he's not going that he's not going to allow more than what we can bear. He says that he will not allow us to be tempted beyond what we can bear. And then the follow up is this is is the greatest is our hope right is our freedom is but when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. And I will, I've said this before. What's the way out? Is it more self-sufficiency? Is it doubling down on the on a new plan or a new resource? No, it's the life of Christ that I already have in me. We can resist that for as long as we want. We can go to another resource. We can go to another self-sufficient way. We can we can we can keep going and trying those things, and we often do. And I think that the challenge is right is like embracing what we already have. Like once that was a factor for me, and once I knew that and believed that, oh, wait a minute, yeah, Christ is my source. I don't need another resource. When I'm tempted with pornography, I don't need another resource. I've already got his His source in me. That's the way out. That's the way out for I can stand under it. It's not me trying to fight the flesh and defeat the flesh. No, it's focusing on Christ in me. I can choose that at that moment of temptation. That's what this is talking about. And so what's happened is it's been distorted into this, well, God will not give you more than what you can bear. It doesn't say that. It says God will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. And remember, going back to the first part of the verse, there's no temptation which is not common to man. In other words, it's, you're, it's not unique. You're being tempted in the same way as other people are being tempted. And let's just be honest here. Everyone is tempted in this life sexually. It may not be a pornography addiction, but I just want to get real here for a minute. There, we're all we we're all, in some ways, looking for that the flesh temptation of of sexuality, of sexual sin. That's what I should say, not sexuality, but sexual sin. Okay, there's there, that allure and that temptation is enticing. It's there. Okay, and we all have gone to that in some form or fashion. If we're honest, we would say that. That doesn't mean that we're addicted to pornography. I'm not saying that. But that, that allure is there, and, and this verse is used here in this, in this because what is my source? This is a source verse, I believe. Temptation comes my way. Which source? Self-sufficiency? Here's what I've learned. Dart my eyes. Uh, I hope my app on my phone works. Uh, boy, I hope my accountability partner's around. Okay, good things, good tips and tricks and tools, but you've probably tried a lot of those. Or, here's the choice, when he says, but when you are tempted, he provides the way out. What's the way out? Him. He's the source. 
He's the life. He's the strength. He's the freedom. He's the only resource that you need. And here's the thing. As long as we're looking to the self-sufficient flesh, as long as we're looking to those resources, and we think we can do it, and tell me what to do, and I think I can do that, we're never going to really understand him as our life. We're going to double down. We're going to try something different. We're going to go to another counselor. We're going to read another book. We're going to listen to another speaker, whatever those things are. And then he's all along here saying, well, hey, I'm over here. I'm actually in you. I'm, 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 he doesn't come to just, he doesn't come. Here's the thing. He does. He's not, he doesn't come to help you have more strength. Because then what, what happens is, is we, we think, all right, God, we start praying, God, give me more strength, give me more strength. No, he is your strength. He is your source. He is your provision. He is, as this verse says, he is your way out. Not a better recovery plan. Not a better, no. That's what gets us in trouble so much because then we put all our focus on that. And there's, here's the thing, those, those sell a lot of books. And those tickle a lot of ears, and so we go after that, and we listen to that. And yeah, he's saying, he's inviting us, he's not condemning us in that, he's inviting us to say, you know what, you got it. I'm your way out. I'm, there's one way out. I am the way, the truth, and the life. It, that, that actually simplifies it for us. It doesn't, I'm not saying it's always easy to choose that, because here's the bottom line. We've chosen to go after the flesh and the self-sufficient way of living for so long. We've chosen to go, this is where the this is what the definition of the flesh is. We've chosen to go to those coping mechanisms, those things that we think have actually worked. At times we thought we thought that they worked. We believed that they worked. And they did maybe for a little bit. They gave us a little sense of relief or something, but it just becomes a coping mechanism. We've we've gone to that so much that they've almost it's almost become second nature to us. That's why it's when someone asks me why is it why is it challenging to walk by the Spirit? It's because we haven't chosen it. It's almost like in some ways we don't even think we have a choice. Like, like it's just, this is just my life. And now, I mean, the, the self-sufficient life, the flesh is going to offer, offer all kinds of different flavors. <laughs> it's going to offer all kinds of different flavors. Walking by the Spirit offers one flavor. It's Christ. It's the source. It's the Spirit within but we like to go, we like to, we're tempted to go after those fleshly sources because in some ways they've provided something for us at times. And then we realize, wait a minute, I need more and more and more of that. And then we realize we're actually not even strong enough to resist at some point. And so it, it's not about God giving you or helping you have more strength to live this fleshly life. No, he is your strength. And whether we want to say, you know, a lot of people say, well, God's breaking us. No, I don't believe that. Again, I go back to the word allow. He allows us to choose. Sure. And he will, he will, here's where he will do. He will use circumstances and he will even use our choices to invite us to woo us, to, to show us how much he loves us. But we still have a choice. He, he, God's got no intention of getting you stronger, getting you stronger. He wants you to know that He is your strength. He is your power. And here's where the weakness comes in. This is the second verse that I was going to share. Is, uh, it's in 2 Corinthians, <laughs> because this is Paul again, right, talking. And I'm going to wrap it up with this. But he says, 
this is where Paul's talking about this thorn in the side. And this is, okay, so this is a great, great example, right? So here it is. He's got this physical ailment. We, we believe it's a physical ailment. We're not told in Scripture what the thorn in his side is or the thorn in his flesh. And this is actually a, a when he, Paul's using the term, the, the translation in Scripture here is actually flesh. When he says thorn in the flesh, in, he says in my flesh, not the flesh. So this is actually... This is why he's talking about his body. He's, he, and this, he describes it as a messenger of Satan, Satan to torment me, right? So he's pleading with the Lord, take it away from me. And here's, what he's, here's the encouragement he gives us. Jesus' words, all right? Christ's words to Paul. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And then Paul goes back and says, uh, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me, and that is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness. For when I am weak, then I am strong. There's some amazing power in there, but I would encourage you to read that scripture. Okay, so number one, God, here's what here's what God doesn't do, and, and this is where we can get, sure, we can get angry and we can get frustrated by this, but... Notice Paul asks, it's not wrong to ask, God, take this circumstance from me. Take this addiction from me. We've, I asked a, hundred, a thousand times, take this pornography away from me. But what if, what if, let's just say, what if God's not necessarily interested in doing that, but what if he's interested in actually bringing us to this place where we can say, he can say to us, and we can believe it, that, Matt, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is enough. Because here's the thing, it's not about me making you stronger. I've already got all the strength that you need to, f- to battle the flesh, to fight the flesh. <laughs> Will you let me be your source? Because I already am. I already am your source. So will you trust me? Now notice there's, a, there's not a condemnation in that. And we may get angry with God. Oh, why didn't you take this? Why didn't you take this away? Why didn't you? And, and we won't know this side of heaven, all the answers for that. But here, I go, this goes back to my original point, and I get passionate about this. This is where God has me now, and I, I encourage you to spend time with the Lord on this and engage God with this, because now I truly believe that He is loving me perfectly every second of every day, then I can submit all that stuff I can't control. It's because it's just an illusion anyway of all this stuff I think I can can control. Okay. Uh, it's an illusion anyway. I can submit that to him and, and, and believe and accept and enjoy that he's loving me perfectly, even in the midst of imperfect circumstances. Where I want him to remove the thorn. I've got, I've had, I've had back pain for most of my life. I had back surgery 18 years ago, and I still struggle with back pain. I would love for God to take that away. And sure, there are things I can do to make it feel better and all that, but I'm probably going to have some sort of back pain the rest of my life. Now, I could either get angry at God with that, or I could say, okay, he's saying to me, Matt, my grace is sufficient. My power is made per. Here's a- That's the perfection of God's life in me. It's, it's his power anyway. It's his strength. And then Paul gets to a point where he says, and this is where we, I think, what God's inviting us to. We, some people don't ever get here <laughs> because, number one, we don't see a lot of time. People don't see, I didn't see, that I was on this fleshly religious pathway. 
I didn't really see that I was. I just doubled down, recommit, dedicate, do it over. It was on this cycle of, okay, try harder. Let's try this plan now. Then I would fail again. Then the shame sat in. Then, okay, now I must not be doing something right. So it was all dependent on me. And it was all just the, it was the flesh life. And at some point, then God kept loving me perfectly, delighting in me perfectly. And he's just, he's just, he's, as I say, he's patient with us. It's his kindness that continues to woo us and draw us back, not guilt and shame. That's coming from the enemy. That's coming from the lies. That's coming from the false beliefs and deceptions. He's continually inviting us back. And then Paul gets to this place where he says, for when I am weak, then I am strong. We as men don't like to, if you're a guy and listening to this, we don't like to admit weakness. We, we, no, we don't. We, he's not talking about a physical strength here. He's talking about a spiritual strength, spiritual weakness. Like, I, 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 this thorn in my side is, is unbearable, but God, it's not you putting this on me. It's you're, you're allowing it because we live in a fallen world, but he's the one, you're the one that's going to bear it for me because your grace is sufficient. You're the one that's going to carry it for me, if you will, because you're the only source that I need. You are my strength in this weakness. You see the difference? It's not about Paul getting stronger. It's not about me getting stronger. It's not about you getting stronger. This is a spiritual analogy here, not a physical one. All right, if you're a weightlifter and you're listening to this, sure, go out, lift your weights. You're going to get stronger, right? But, but this is a spiritual thing. So when we get to the place, this is where... The invitation, this is not a condemnation, but this is, I'm going to end with this. This is where the invitation comes in. Okay. Uh, are we going to continue down the self-sufficient fleshly road? Or are we going to hear the still small voice of him wooing us over and, listen, and saying these words, just like he says to Paul, he says the same thing to us. I know you've got the addiction. I know you've got the shame of that. I know that you want to be free of that. My grace is sufficient. My grace is all you need. For my power is made perfect in the weakness. Because once you realize that you can't do it, and as hard as you try, you will not be able to defeat the flesh and overcome the addiction that's a good place to be because then Jesus says to us, well, yeah, now you realize how weak you are and how strong I am. And that's the invitation. That's the encouragement. That's the, this is meant to be an encouragement, not to for us to get angry at God and shake our fists and why God. Sure, ask the question. Paul asked three times. Take it away from me, Lord. I'm sure some of you have asked more than three, whatever that is. You fill in the blank. It may not be a pornography addiction. It may be a health issue. It may be an unruly child. It may be a job situation. Whatever that is, take it away, God. And what I found is he's not going to take it away. Sometimes he will. But more than likely, if it's that, he's not going to always take it away. He's not going to take it away because he wants us to get to a place, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. That's the invitation. That's the invitation. And that, so going back to the original statement, uh, 
does God give us more than, than we can bear? That's actually not said in the Bible. It's not a true statement. Life will give us this. We, you, you don't have to be, be around very long to know that in this life, it will be more than we can bear. And Jesus even says that, right? I want to end with this. His words say this. In this life, you will have trouble. Is that more than we can bear? It absolutely is. And those of us that, that struggle with going after the self-sufficient flesh we're, are going to try to make life work. Or there's a different way to live. And Jesus follows it up and says, but I've overcome the world. So are you trying to overcome or are you trusting in the overcomer? Are you trying to get stronger? Are you trusting in his strength? Are you trying to have more power or are you trusting in his power? There is a choice. We get to, we get to choose that. But here's what I know. The more we choose to trust and rest in his overcoming, in his conquering, in his strength, there's a peace, there's a rest, there's a strength. There's, a, there's just a soul filling that happens. And that's the invitation. I have overcome the world. My grace is sufficient. Will you trust me? And that's my encouragement for you today. God's not bringing this to you. But he may be allowing things in life, and he may be allowing your choices for you to realize that you've chosen to go after the flesh and after the self-sufficient flesh, and he's drawing you back. He's wooing you back. He's saying, here I am. I am more than enough. I'm more than enough. And I have set you free. So I hope that encourages you today. Please reach out to us. We'd love to hear feedback from you. If you'd like to uh, just uh, pursue some coaching, we have we offer one-on-one coaching. We also offer group coaching for men. We meet on Wednesday evenings uh, online, and we'd love we have spots open and available. If you're interested in that, there is an investment involved in those two things. But we'd love to come alongside you, and and walk with you in your own journey to freedom. So as we say here on this podcast, come as you are, and find freedom. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you.